Welcome back to the Anxious Millennial Podcast, where I, your host, Alexandra Vincelli, explore everything mental health related and interview both millennials and non-millennials about their self-care and entrepreneurship journeys. There is a wonderful quote by none other than Pierce Brosnan that goes, together we are stronger, our voice is louder, and the synergy of our actions more powerful. Well, I think that's very fitting for my lovely guest on the podcast today, Christina Gantz. First of all, Christina, thank you for helping me launch my website. And let me tell you, launching a website where you have to compartmentalize basically, oh, I don't know, everything you do and your mission and who you are into one place is extremely difficult. So Christina was a wonderful partner in that journey. Christina, thank you so much. Christina Gantz is the founder and creative director of Gantz Creations, a design agency that prides itself as being, well, awesome and a one-stop shop for everything graphic design, branding, print, digital marketing, and of course, web design. A serial entrepreneur, however, Christina has struggled with issues such as obsessive compulsive disorder, perfectionism, amongst other things. But what we really bonded on, Christina, was podcasting. Christina just launched her Say Your Thing podcast. It's so good. Please go check it out. And so, without further ado, please welcome my new friend, Christina Gantz, to the podcast. Christina, welcome to the Anxious Millennial. First of all, I think I need to know how your podcasting journey is going because it's a really fickle journey for me some days. So, how is it going for you? Um, it's going absolutely amazing. I I really had to push myself to do it. it it's a project that has been in my mind for, I would say, at least a year. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be writing a book or if I was going to be doing a podcast or a channel or I, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be doing, but I never had the courage to, to actually do it because I was just kind of always asking myself, like, is anyone even going to want to listen to me? Is anything that I'm going to say even important to other people. Um, and then one day I just decided to just do it and just launch it and just put it out into the world. And um, the feedback so far has been amazing. And I think that people can just relate to it. So honestly, I'm, I'm super, super happy with the results so far. Kudos. Uh, I think behind the scenes as a fellow podcaster, I know the amount of number one vulnerability it takes to be able to be on a platform and talk openly about things like relationships and who you are and your life and some of the challenges that come up. So first of all, like kudos, because that's not easy and that takes strength. And as we all know, Brene Brown, vulnerability is strength, right? Takes courage. Yes. Thank you. And you are definitely, I mean, one of the people that inspire me for sure, because I actually don't know anybody else personally who has started a podcast and just listening to you and like, just even our, our client meetings, like apart from the podcast and like listening to you and understanding how you work, like, really just inspired me to, to start the podcast. So yeah, thank you. Queen, thank you. That means so much to me. Okay, so I will have more love fest pieces for you later. But first, because we're getting to know you and I want to hear personally on a personal level what your word is, what, Christina, is your word for 2023 and why? So my word for 2023 is less. <laughs> Ooh, less. Yes. Um, because so I've been on this kind of minimalist journey now for a good two years where I have just been going through a process of elimination of everything in my life of the things that just do not serve me. And I think that by doing that, 
I am only left with the things that make me really happy and the things that fulfill me, whether that, you know, that be family, that be friends, that be the projects that I'm interested in working on. And I just want to continue that, like just removing all of the things that make me more stressed out or less fulfilled and all of that. So just less of the things that don't serve me and more of the things that fulfill me. Okay, so I'm just letting that sort of land as you're unpacking it because uh, first of all, you gave me goosebumps. And when like I I know the word, all the words are awesome. Okay, but when the words give me goosebumps, that's when I know like oh, this is gonna <laughs> resonate. I I love that, and I I envy the capacity to go the minimalist route. So mm-hmm. I have to tell you, like the 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 I, I I wish I had that wherewithal to go there, like what what's the process like do you that, was there a catalyst actually would be my question for you did something bring this yeah definitely so this minimalist journey that I've been on it all started I, I read the book and it's gonna sound so cliche but it, I have to say it it was the life-changing art of tidying up by Mary Kondo so I read that book and it completely changed my life um and I did like the cleaning marathon where I went through every single item that I had in my house. And um, so I, I did all of that. And then what's kind of amazing is that when you have gone through every single item in your house and you're only left with things that you love, you realize that you can actually apply that to your life. Like, what are all of the things that are occupying my time that don't serve me? It's like, why am I spending time doing things that make me unhappy? And it's like, we're kind of like raised in the society to think that we need more, we need more things, we need to do more stuff, we need to be more of a person, all of these different kinds of things. But the key is actually removing things, not adding things, right? Like, okay, so again, like so much there to unpack, because I look at your space right now, and I, I always loved your space. So for those who don't have a visual account, or lucky as I am, they can't see your beautiful library, um, <laughs> organized absolutely perfectly and I don't like using the word perfect but it's it's organized so methodically is a better word but to me it's it's the antithesis like more is the antithesis to having a sane mind because your mind is seeing clutter and when I see something as clean as just streamlined as what you've got behind you that to me just brings a lot of peace so what what's your thought on how that reflects in in your sort of day-to-day, you know, mental state of, you know, being at work and being productive and all that. So it's, it's an ongoing process. And that's why I think that being minimalist, there's no, it's like, there's no um, finish line. I think that it's, it's like, you're just continuously trying to like um, apply it to your life every single day. Um, And so it's, it's not always easy, especially being an entrepreneur and being so excited by so many different things. Like I, I love all kinds of design. And so it's like, you know, I have all kinds of projects that I can work on, but it's kind of just like narrowing down the projects that I can work on it. It's also like, hmm, I've really learned to listen to my body. And I, and I feel like listening to my body is like almost the biggest indicator of whether I need to eliminate things from my life or not. So when I start to feel really tired or I get sick more easy, or it's like, I feel more tension in my body. I'm like, ah, oh, there's something that's just like misaligned in my life right now. It's like, what? What kind of um, what kind of things do I have to remove and what kind of things do I need to add? You know, so it's just this constant, constant process. And there really is like no finish line. It's just listening to your body and listening. Like sometimes we don't understand why certain things light us up like they just do. And there's no reason. But it's like we need to pay attention when it does, you know. Wow. 
and we also need to pay attention when we're not feeling like that as well. So ongoing process. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say too, is that by removing physical items that are excessive or abundant, it leaves room and space for you to go inward and really listen to yourself and listen to your body and then hear sort of the signals that you might not have heard had there been clutter in the way. Exactly. I feel like clutter um, in every way is the biggest distraction from what's actually going on inside. It really, really is. And it's like, that's why it's, it's this idea of just having so many things and going out and just buying more and buying more and buying more and buying more. It's just, you know, pushing you further and further into this, this, this distraction, basically. That's what it's doing. So yeah, 100%. I am face palming right now because <laughs> I, I'm still in the process of settling into my new place and the amount of consumption to fill the space has been really a push pull for me personally. So that's why all you're saying is really resonating because I, I just couldn't, I still can't believe the amount of stuff that a home can hold my own space and being a couple, yeah, like where you're combining not only stuff you had, but you're adding new stuff. Yeah. So post wedding, having had like, you know, new dishes and things that I also don't really need, but now feel bad about getting rid of mm. because the gift was so well intentioned, but now my cabinets are cluttered up with so much stuff. And again, it's so generous and beautiful, but I feel like it's just this over abundance of stuff that now I have no room to put stuff that I really want to put. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm in that weird space too, where I'm like, do I eliminate? But then again, all this stuff is brand new. So do I just do, you know, do you go and give it to charity, whatever, like, so uh, space is really important to me as well. And we're both creative types. So that, that matters. That really matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. That that's a tough one as well as, is when, a lot of people give you gifts or you get a lot of stuff and then you feel bad afterwards and you don't know. But I think that, like I said, sometimes we don't understand why certain things light us up. Like I have this old like Tootsie Roll bank that my dad bought me for Halloween in like the nineties when I was a kid. And you know, that is worth way more to me than like a $200, I don't know, watch or something that somebody would get me. So it's, it's really, it's like, sometimes we don't understand why certain things light us up and other things don't, but it's just a question of trying to really listen and then kind of giving away the items with gratitude, the ones that just don't serve us anymore, you know? <clears throat> oh my God. You, well, just when you said give it away right now, I, so, because I know music lights you up also as much as, as me, and we can talk more about music later, but um, you just, put to mind the song give it away by the red hot chili peppers oh, yeah. and if if you like that song or whoever does know that song it's a big one but um i read anthony kiedis's book from the red hot chili peppers and he talked about how much you fill yourself up when you give away anything that feels excessive to you and it's like it just fills you up with all of this energy to like, just it's generosity. It's, it's giving back. It's, it's everything, you know? So uh, just the, right. The, the irony and even the song, like give it away, give it away. And it, it, anyways, like that, it's just such beautiful context for what we're talking about, but I can go on and on about this. Um, so speaking of being an entrepreneur, can you tell me what it's like in your day to day? What are some of the 
huge rewarding pieces. And by that same token, what are some of the most challenging things that come up about being an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. Um, being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's a life that I would never give up for anything. I absolutely adore my entrepreneur life. Um, and I think one of the biggest reasons is because I've kind of always been a leader, like my entire life, like from the time that I was very young, like going to school and just kind of always taking charge of projects and just like, I, I like to lead and being a leader, you know, you like to manage your own stuff. You like to manage your time. You like to manage your projects and all of that. And so that's the part that I find absolutely rewarding is that I really do feel like I could design my life the way that I want to design my life. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really, you know, blessed to be in a point in my life where I'm able to choose the kind of projects that I want to work on, you know, the kind of clients that I want to work with. And so that's just been absolutely amazing. Um, but by the same token, you know, being an entrepreneur, it has it has its moments for sure. And I think that one of the biggest, um, I guess, like struggles as an entrepreneur is this kind of extreme ownership of every single thing that happens in your business, whether it be your fault or not your fault, you have to be, you know, completely accountable for every single thing that happens in your business. And I struggled with this a lot, especially in the beginning where I, you know, I had to tackle things like accounting and bookkeeping and legal agreements, all of these kinds of things that as a 22 year old, I wasn't even thinking about um and so suddenly it's like you know i'm signing these contracts and i'm trying to figure out what this means and then i have to prepare an invoice and then i have to have these sales tax numbers and it's like all of this stuff that you know even if you make a mistake and something goes wrong well at the end of the day it's on your head and so that's that's the other part of being an entrepreneur for sure <laughs> do you feel the need to be on all the time or is there are there moments where you give yourself permission not to be on at all times because let's be honest being on all the time literally fatiguing and impossible yes um that's a really great question because i feel like i used to be on all the time and and in a weird way i used to take pride almost in this like hustle culture i'm like yeah i'm still working at like 2 a.m and yes i'm proud of the fact that i'm working until 2 a.m and you know, and then it's like, I burned out, you know, like I, there was a time in 2020, I burned out solid. And I started to realize, I'm like, wow, like, you know, being on all the time can cause you like chronic pain, can cause you like fatigue, can cause you all of these things. And now I make it a point that I'm like, at the end of the day, I am the business. So if I'm not well, like I got to take care of myself. Like it's super, super, super important. And um, it is hard to not be on all the time because you know you get all of these requests and you kind of work at your own schedule but you know before anything i make sure that i'm okay before i even take on any other projects before i keep working on stuff because i understand now today how important it is to take care of yourself in the process for sure that's so important and refreshing to hear because it's it's um i think we're moving away from that hustler mentality where you know you, you gotta exhaust yourself and like the the startup thing where yes you are going to be miserable for a very short term and then you know the the the, the payoffs start coming through at a certain time and like I mean I I just ate up all these you know uh, articles and podcasts and blogs that you know talked about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and, and go through the ramifications of on your mind and body and spirit and you know through a startup 
and I had to stop because it was becoming self-fulfilling. And I was thinking, okay, well, I have to be miserable right now. This has to hurt. It has to be kind of painful right now. So if I'm having a good time, this is kind of weird. I don't think this should be fun. So there's danger in absorbing that kind of information too, because the the, the mind goes there. It, it fulfills expectations that you've, you, you've told yourself these stories. So, you know, I, I love that you're giving yourself permission not to be on all the time. You know, and I don't even think that's sustainable. It it isn't, and it's like it, you know, you'll you'll find out. <laughs> you know, just keep going, and you'll find out. And and that's the thing is is like I you know I went through university and I survived. Uh, you know, with a ton of caffeine, but I survived. And then I started a business at twenty two, and you know, all is good. And I'm just going, and I'm going, I'm going, and it's like. Um, no vacations, uh, working on weekends, working evenings, working all the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm going, I took, I, I took pride in it for a very long time. And until I burned out and it's, it, you know, at some point you, you will learn that it, it isn't sustainable. And now at the end of the day, it's like, you really got to take care of your health. You got to take care of yourself because you, as an entrepreneur, you are the business, you are the product, the service, and you have to be well, you know? Preach, preach that, that really, really, thank you. That's an important thing. I think for all the entrepreneurs that are listening and everybody that's in some leadership position in a business or in a, in a company, it's impossible when your glass is empty to, 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 to be there and be on and lead a team successfully. Like you, you have to fill your cup first. It's putting the mask on first. It's all of those cliche things, but they're, they're all true. What are some of the self-care pieces? Like, I, I always love the self-care part because I feel like this is something that we all, they're all bandwagons we fall off of. We all get back on. Then we sustain for a little bit. Then we'll fall. Like, things, life events come up. So in terms of self-care, and I say that really loosely now, I'm going to also learn to, that this year, like, self-care means what it means for everybody and it changes all the time. But for right now, the snapshot, what's your self-care? What do you do to fill your cup? Mm, okay, so I'm like a really big extrovert. I love people. People give me energy. Like I just love socializing. And as an entrepreneur who works from home alone all the time, obviously it's it's great when I actually get to see people. So one of the main things that I do is like going to see my family. Like it means the world to me. Uh, my family's everything to me. Um, and then seeing my friends, organizing events with my friends, going to events with my friends. I absolutely love that. So that to me it almost like refuels me. It gives me the energy to keep going. Um, and it also kind of takes me away from, from work once in a while to kind of like step out and just kind of see other people who do different things and you're not doing anything that has to do with work. Um, and so that's really nice. And um, other than that, I mean, I'm a total like exercise workout running person. I absolutely love that. That to me, is is a really like it's self-care it's almost like giving myself a gift of like at the end of the day when the day's over and I'm like okay now I'm gonna go for a run like for me that's like that's my my gift for having you know accomplished the day and that's the biggest self-care I give myself is you know working out eating well getting enough sleep um oh my gosh those are like the pillars the pillars without those like we don't amount to I'm sorry we don't amount to much like being on low sleep I, I like I had to really accept the fact that I I needed it, I couldn't be the four or five hours a night kind of a gal can't do it can't I really try 
I, I can't. And there's no pride to take in, in like saying you don't sleep at night. I, I don't, unless, I just find it odd when someone's like, I, I genuinely don't need that much rest. Or have you just tricked your body into being in crisis mode all the time now? And that's your new baseline. Like, that's what I just, I can't wrap my head around people who genuinely say, no, I genuinely don't need that much sleep. I know as we age, we need less, but in the interim, it, it like studies have shown we need a certain amount of sleep absolutely and and it's like i actually did an episode on this and i I called it things that you should do when you when you feel like not so good you know and and i was like the first thing that you should start with i'm like did you get enough sleep did you eat and did you move because a lot of the time it's like you know we we don't feel great and then it's like we turn to other things or whatever external factor will make us feel better but we forget that it's like we're human beings and we need the essentials to thrive. And that is having enough sleep, eating well and moving. Right. So as long as you keep those three things, then after that, you can move on to other things. But I think that they're so absolutely crucial. It's like, those are before anything else, that's what you should be doing. I think. I completely agree. I completely agree. And speaking of, so you mentioned being in an extrovert. And so I'm total introvert. And I love that we have this sort of duality because I just think like, like there's a balance and it works. So that's why I love this. I love this moment for so many reasons, actually. But um, like, because we're also both Montreal ladies, proud, proudly. Um, Can you give a shout out to a spot you love going to in the city that makes you happy? Because we have to, we have to foster city. We have to like, we have to leverage this sucker. People have to come back. You know, we all have our love-hate relationship with the city, <laughs> but it's an awesome place to be. So where's your spot? Where do you go? Oh, I absolutely love Montreal. Like, it's it's, it's the place that it doesn't matter how many cones that will be on the street. I'm always, always going to be super proud of Montreal. And, um, I mean, there's so many places in Montreal, but I think that one of the places that I find is just, it's so beautiful. It's the Crew Collective Cafe in Court. It's like a co-working space. It's a space where you can go grab a coffee and just work. And it's, it's an old bank. It's the oldest bank in Montreal turned into a co-working space. And it's just absolutely beautiful. Like there's weddings there. There's all sorts of stuff. And that's just one of the many places I adore. Ah, yes. I remember you telling me it's all coming back to me now. (laughs) Yes. And I had it on my bucket list to go. Never did. But so I'm going to, I'm going to go the foodie route and share with you that I, so I rediscovered a restaurant that I loved. I stopped going to restaurants because hashtag pandemic. So (laughs) I'm making it a point to go back, but you know, just try new foods. They don't have to be fancy or anything, but there's a spot that I forgot how much I love. um, And it's Nora Gray. It's so good. The Italian food, so good. And it's all of the season. It's all local. And I, I'm, I'm going to try and be mindful to choose spots that foster that kind of stuff, this local stuff, um, because there is just so much at our disposal. Like, I think it's just something to be mindful also of going forward because, you know, our world's in a bit of a crisis at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's an understatement. But yeah, it's, it's all local stuff, all like Nona's recipes, multiple. But yeah, I, I definitely recommend. Okay, noted. Love it. <laughs> um so also because you mentioned family um who or what grounds you like what what brings you back what recenters you or who recenters you in this in this life 
Mm, so my mom is, uh, you know, literally my everything. So my mom has been just like my number one fan from the the beginning, from the time that I was making PowerPoint presentations in elementary school with like animation to today where it's like, you know, I have the business, I have everything. And my mom is it's like, she's just the kind of person that it doesn't matter what you have going on in your life, what time it is, what day it is, like you can call her up and rant to her and she will listen to you. And she's just, she's just so amazing. She really is like the true symbol of like unconditional love for me. And um, that's, that's honestly like my safe space is my parents, my family, um, my parents' house. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I, I still find a safe haven in, in, in the parents as well. Like no matter married or not, it doesn't like, uh, there's something about that. And like, I think we're really lucky, you know, there's, there's, I don't think everybody has that, but they, they can find their safe spaces in other places. And, you know, I, it's good to have that safe space, you know, it feels really warm and it feels like a, a blanket, like a weighted blanket, even though I've never had a weighted blanket, to be honest with you, I don't know what the, I don't, get why someone would want that i like i get a soft blanket or even a heated one a weighted one i might have to do more research do you know anything about i this totally topic? have a weighted blanket <laughs> okay so what what happens like do you feel a weight on you do you feel enveloped talk to me i need so it's actually kind of amazing so i told you about the, this like um this kind of burnout that i had in 2020 where i just wasn't i wasn't doing well and my friends like i love them to death bought me for my birthday a weighted blanket because they're like oh it'll help like with your anxiety and like your feeling of you know I don't know like helplessness or whatever and so they're like yeah we hear it's like this big thing the weighted blanket it's really gonna help you out I'm like all right so they get me this weighted blanket and it kind of like makes you feel grounded like it pushes you into the earth if that makes any sense yeah. You know, like, like when you're meditating, like they often say, like, try to picture yourself kind of like being pushed into the ground, like really connect yourself with the ground. And I feel like this weighted blanket, it almost feels like you're in this like safe space where no one could really hurt you that you're kind of being put back into the earth. I don't really know if that makes any sense, but it's it's good. I like it. I really like it. I am going to run to the closest home sense to see. If <laughs> like, I just didn't understand. Like, I felt like like, okay, so I'm slightly claustrophobic, right? So like, to me, anything that feels too, like, closed in, but I gather that's not, that's not what you're describing. You're describing, like, something really beautiful, just, like, sending you back down to earth, reminding you, like, and that's the other thing with anxiety, is I've learned through a lot of work, lots of work, is that, like, tactile things, um, and anything to bring you back to your five senses is really key in remembering that your thoughts aren't don't, don't rule all like you don't have to buy into yes. your stuff so I love mm -hmm. that that's super tactile um okay noted noted mm -hmm. yeah to know. okay so also because I'm fascinated by your creative process so um with your business like how do you keep those creative juices flowing like creativity is not infinite how do you foster that ongoingly because that's something I definitely struggle with. That's a great question. Um, and it's definitely something that I've struggled with as well. Uh, I think that it, it's like in a weird way, it's like, it's kind of going back to what I was saying before is like you, 
in order to be creative, you have to be well, like you have to be healthy. You have to be in a good mindset. If you, if you're not, and you're feeling burnt out, like that creativity is just not going to come. Um, and I've had periods where I felt like very, very tired. I'm like, I just can't think of any good idea right now. Like nothing's coming up. Um, and so what I've learned to do is to kind of like really take myself out sometimes of my element completely. Like if I'm stuck on something, I'm like, I'm going to go for a walk, like put on some music and then just see like what, what, you know, what kind of thoughts are going to come into my head? Or it's like, sometimes I take a bit of a break and I'm like, okay, let me go take a shower. Let me just reset. And then, you know, sometimes an idea will come, but lately, and I'm so happy that I could say this, um, we're, we're, we're kind of like this team, right. And in, in my company, I have like, a, I collaborate with another designer and together we have another designer and, um, bouncing ideas off of them like it's just it's been extraordinary because we all have our own kind of skill set and sometimes it's like you're just stuck on this one thing and then the other person just thinks of something else and you're like oh my gosh what a great idea um and I think that collaboration and just kind of is a great way to keep on top of that creativity it's like sometimes you just get ideas that you just wouldn't have thought of if you hadn't asked the specific person so lately that's been uh, amazing for me oh. Yeah. Dance creations. And that's where I, I feel like, you know, a community is so important. It really does take a village, eh? To be honest. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you nailed it, which is like working in isolation does not look, unless you're like energetic beyond bounds and you're consistently doing research and like staying connected to the you still gotta stay connected to the community. I, I it it cannot be working in isolation. I I I, I tried it. I'm like, oh, again, introvert. I can, I can feed my own self, and I still have to feed with people. I have to find ways where I'm honoring my energy and my boundaries. But like, I, you, you get inspired. Someone says something, and off the cuff, that sort of plants a seed, which down the line, it's all a domino effect. So, love that, love that. Um, so, kind of looking towards like the months to come, and you know, again, we're still in the beginning of the year. You know, it's it's still really cold here. You know, we're all feeling a little rusty. But what are you most excited for? What's what What are you looking forward to, Christina? Ooh, wow. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to like so many things. I think that 2023 um, is a year where, like I said, there's there's a lot of collaboration happening um, in the company. So that's something that I'm just really looking forward to seeing, like how that can kind of uh, turn out in different ways of like what kind of projects we could work on. Uh, together and what kind of amazing results can come from that collaboration so that's definitely one thing I'm looking forward to um also like my brother just recently got engaged so he's probably going to be getting married soon I'm super excited about that um my best friend also got engaged I I'm going to be a bridesmaid for a wedding um also in September so all of my friends like everyone that I love like amazing things are happening in their lives and I'm, I'm involved in the process, which just, you know, makes me feel so full. So all of those things I am looking forward to a hundred percent. Oh, that's really nice. Congratulations, Christina. That's so exciting. Pieces of unsolicited advice from a recent bride is if they can just remember to have fun with this because it's easy to not. (laughs) Yes. I can imagine. <laughs> um, it can get really enveloping to the point where you're like, it, it. The wedding was a person, like, and when when your your event is over, you're mourning the loss of this person. 
That is such a great way of putting it. Like it's not just like it became a person; it became a thing. And I think that's what it is: is when you when you're planning a wedding, when you're planning something of that scale, it's a one day thing, but it feels like it's it's embodying an actual person. Oh yeah, no, it it was not it was not cute. It was not a good look. Even right now, I'm I'm making it my personality again, and I'm actually annoyed at myself. <laughs> So I'm going to segue right out of it. <laughs> Christina, tell me, where can everybody find you and all the awesome work that you are doing? Because I need everybody to know how easy and fun it was to partner and collaborate with you. Again, website design is not easy. And for those like myself who get overwhelmed by the scope of that kind of a project, you made it really fun. So thank you. So where can everybody find you? Oh my gosh, thank you. I very much enjoyed our collaboration as well. You're such a great person. I love your podcast and super inspirational to me. So um, everyone can find me at Sager Thing. So on YouTube, I have a channel. It's called at Sager Thing. Um, on Instagram, it's at Sager Thing. Anywhere that you listen to your podcast, it's at Sager Thing, except for TikTok, where I'm at Sager Thing Podcast. We're not going to get into it, but I lost the at Sager Thing name on TikTok. I'm still trying to get back. It's been an issue, but that's the only place where you need to add the podcast after I'd say your thing, but I'm at say your thing everywhere. Awesome. And Gans Creations, where can everybody find you if they need like some branding help, some awesome website support and help? Yes. So my graphic design business where we offer anything from branding all the way up to web design, digital marketing, um, print, packaging, all of that is ganscreations.co. You can also just find me on LinkedIn at Christina Gans and all of my information is there as well if you're interested. Awesome. And when I say she's a joy to work with, so please, please go check her out. Christina, this was so fun. Thank you so much for being open and vulnerable. Come back. I feel like we have so much more to unpack. I feel like just the minimalist podcast alone would be a fabulous episode. So I'm just saying part two. Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my dear. A special thanks again to Christina Gens for being on the episode, for being so open and authentic and vulnerable with what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Listen, owning a business, being in business, period, is difficult. So let's try and catch ourselves before we head the burnout route. I think these conversations are so important as part of the mental health community that we're building. I think we're getting there. I think there's still a lot of work to do. So check in on the friend that you think is just slaying and doing all the great things. I think they're the one that probably needs the most support. They're probably up early and hustling away. So check in on them and be kind to them and yourself go out there and conquer or don't whatever makes you feel good so thank you again for tuning into the episode it always honors me when you keep listening so i can't wait for you to hear some of the awesome interviews that we have in store for the year there's lots of good stuff coming Christina, I meant it also when I said that you were the catalyst to get me back on track. Thank you so much. It was an amazing gift. So back with the podcasting, guys. Thanks again and wishing you a great week ahead. Talk soon.